Hagerstown was a roller coaster. Now we're Virginia bound, chasing the Kessler connection. The plot thickens. We have discovered that John H. Smith's ties span Maryland to Ohio, and his romance with Catherine Kessler? That's left us an important breadcrumb on this trail. Enter Dale McAllister, not just a historian, but our time travel guide. Today is special. We're not just chasing ghosts, we're throwing a 200th birthday bash for Hardin Albert Smith. But first, Dale guides us on a deep dive into records and stories from centuries ago. One of the things that people have noticed as far as people leaving this area to go west to Ohio and other states is the fact that the census showed a decrease in population during that time period. And that's because of that west westward movement. Uh, what the county was like, well, it was mostly agrarian economy. Uh, most people were, were farmers, lived on farms, and the families tended to be so large that they didn't, they could pretty much get by on their farming with just family alone. And one reason there weren't many slaves around is because so many of the um, settlers in Rockingham County specifically had come from German-speaking areas of Germany, Alsace, and um, Switzerland. And so they uh, were pacifists and they were anti-slavery and they didn't really have much need of slaves because of their large families. Yeah, that, that explains why John H. Smith had so many children. He had 20. And that, that also agrees with the stories I've heard that they came to Ohio because of their, their religious views and views on slavery. And there is also uh, a note on John Smith's father that he came here from Germany. Now, I thought John Smith is not a German name. I've lived in Germany. I don't think German, John, I haven't, I met no John Smiths in Germany, but it wouldn't surprise me that they went from Johann Schmidt or that they would have changed a name. I would agree with you. It sounds like he probably was Johann Schmidt in his native country, the, the, uh, yeah. the ancestor that you're searching for. And uh, if that's the case, then they're probably not related to Daniel Smith and Abraham Smith that were here in the county early on who were um, English or British Isles. But but we've come to not trust anything. It says, it says nothing have, is sourced. Even John A. Smith being born in Hagerstown isn't sourced. The only thing that is sourced is that we have a, a power... A power of attorney by John H. Smith. We have it and it's all dated and it's signed by John H. Smith. This power of attorney document we found on Ancestry.com is proving to be critical. It was prepared by John H. Smith in Ohio. He's asking his eldest son, Abner, to look into the property in Rockingham County, Virginia, owned by his father, John Smith. The document is dated 1843, and we believe his father died in Rockingham County in 1842. This is Dale's mind spinning, and then we show Dale another historical document I've had in my family for over 100 years. It's the obituary of Hardin Albert Smith from 1915. I was born in Mount Crawford. Oh, where's that? 
Well, I'm, I'm looking at the Hardin-Smith obituary, and it mentions that he was born in Mount Crawford, Rockingham County, Virginia, and it gives his birthday and tells when he died as well. Well, Mount Crawford is the first town south of Harrisonburg in Rockingham County on Route 11. That's fantastic. That's good. That's good to know because now we now we have a town. The town's still here. Yeah, the town's still here. It originally was called Mount Pleasant, and there's some speculation about where the Crawford came from. I think somebody that maybe ran for vice president or something of the U.S. was was a Crawford at one point, and some people thought maybe that's where they came up with the name. The fact that they call it Mount. One would think it's a mountain or some hills nearby, but apparently the mounts, like there's a Mount Jackson nearby in Shenandoah County, there are other mounts on Route 11, was where you could get a substitute horse to if your horse was was tired out and you needed another mount to go elsewhere. So you could trade in your horse on another horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, it's very fascinating. And was that at, at Mount Crawford or where they did that? Or well, I'm sure I'm sure they did at any one of those places in Augusta County. There's a Mount Sydney, mm-hmm. and they, they just tend to be a Mount meant your horse. Uh huh. That is so fascinating. It's not a mountain. It's your mount. It's surreal to think that within the first hour, Dale had figured out the town Hardin was born in just a few miles from where we were sitting, and the fact that his older brother Abner must have stayed in Virginia after his father moved his family to Ohio. The rest of the afternoon is spent researching through all the Smith files to look for more clues. Dale has just now found an entry in the Virginia Historic Marriage Roster listing Rockingham County marriages between 1778 and 1850. Lo and behold, he finds an entry for John Smith and Catherine Kessler, spelled Kepler. A single document, a game changer, a riddle wrapped in old cursive. In old old writing in cursive, if you had double S, it was written to look like a P. What is that logic? No, just the way things were. It is absolutely a stunning reveal. More importantly, Dale notices that the name of the minister who married them is listed as John Brown, B-R-O-W-N. He heads to a bookcase and grabs another book called Shenandoah Valley Family Data, 1799-1813, Pastor Johannes Braun, B-R-A-U-N. John Brown was a preacher that walked here from Pennsylvania in 1799, and he preached until 1850. And I knew since that said that that he was the minister who married them, that I could probably find more in this book and look for 188, Johann Schmidt, Katharina Kessler. Oh my God, I'm German. Oh my God, it's just like, that's a revelation. Oh my God. Where is that? Right there. Where? Right here. Johann Schmidt, Catherine Kessler. And it's definitely listed under 
1808. Well, thanks to the good reverend, we've uncovered our surprising German heritage. Had Pastor Johannes Brown, a.k.a. John Brown, not been such an diligent note-taker, John Smith might have remained John Smith. In 1856, a compilation was released that documented the incredible journey of 30,000 German, Swiss, Dutch, and French immigrants to Pennsylvania. Spanning over the course of half a century, from 1720s to 1770s, these immigrants left their homes for a variety of reasons, including religious persecution in Europe or famines resulting from a prolonged war. The compilation not only meticulously records their arrival dates, but names of the ships and other historical notes that contribute greatly towards recounting one of history's incredible stories of courage and resilience against all odds. Traveling to the New World was a difficult and heartbreaking experience for many. On their perilous voyage, hundreds of people still died on arrival in America, often leaving widowed women, orphan children, or sickly men behind them. Among them was an ancestor of Hardin Smith. So, I guess we've just found out today that in the world of John Smith, I'm not. My real name is really Johannes Schmidt. I'm the great-great-great-grandson of Johannes Schmidt, who changed his name to John Smith just to get along. And anglicized his name, but he was German. And I'm just very fascinated now to find out where in Germany they came from, where he was born, what his, uh, what his life was, what prompted him to come to the United States, and why he felt he had to change his name. So, it is kind of mind-boggling, and it is, changes kind of the whole worldview. Testing one, two, three. Wouldn't it be great to hear them speak? You know, they were German. Testing. Testing. This is our dubious attempt at a historical reenactment. I'm Catherine Kessler, a character brought to life through technology. This is a text-to-speech application called Amazon Poly. I'll help share some of the fascinating facts our Smith family history holds. I'm John's great-great-great-grandmother. I was married to John H. Smith. Abner and Harden Albert Smith, who you have heard about, were two of my sons. We chose this accent because most of our family came to America from Germany. When I married John, our pastor Johannes Braun married us as Johann Schmidt and Catherine Kessler. But throughout most of his life my husband Johann went by John Smith. Well, it's Hardin's birthday, and now we really want to go to Mount Crawford to see the town where he was born 200 years ago today, and to let him know we found out we're German. We bought some flowers, potted tulips, 
daffodils, and hyacinths that we hope to plant somewhere in town. From the obituary of Hardin Albert Smith. Hardin Albert Smith was born at Mount Crawford, Rockingham County, Virginia, January 12, 1823, and departed this life September 12, 1915, aged 92 and 8 months. At the age of 13, he, with his parents, came to Ohio, locating at Northampton, Clark County, later moving to Millerstown, Champaign County, where on October 6, 1844, he was united in marriage to Rhoda Jenkins. In 1858, they came to Shelby County, locating three-fourths of a mile west of Jackson Center, where they spent the remainder of their long and useful lives. To this union was born 12 children. As a pioneer, the life of Mr. Smith would make an interesting chapter in history. At the age of 16, he was employed by a mail contractor who had many routes throughout the state. The route over which he served being from Springfield to Urbana and return. The road at the time would not permit the use of any kind of vehicle, therefore the mail had to be carried on horseback. This at times caused much exposure and was extremely hazardous. Mud knee-deep to the horse, streams to be forded as there were no bridges at the time, often requiring from early morning to the midnight hours to make the trip. Later he served an apprenticeship, learning the saddle trade, which he carried out on Millerstown, Champaign County, also served as postmaster for a number of years. In the 50s, while yet living in Champaign County, and while the woods of Shelby County were full of deer and turkey, he made it a point throughout the winter season to visit his brother, W.K. Smith, who owned a large tract of land extending into what is now the Corporation of Jackson Center. While on visit to this farm, and within a radius of a few miles, he killed and had hanging at one time 26 deer. He loved the sport, had a keen eyesight, and was an expert shot. Thus, in the death of Mr. Smith, Shelby County loses one of its most respected pioneer citizens. Mount Crawford today is a town of some 400 people. Rosetta Stone, the language instruction company, has a facility here given that their headquarters are nearby in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Mount Crawford lies between the North River and Cook's Creek. A document from the year, 1883, describes Mount Crawford this way. The village contains 40 houses, three stores, one blacksmith shop, three settler shops, nine tailor shops, one tenor shop, two potter shops, one cabinet maker shop, two shoemakers shops, two taverns, one mill, one church, used mostly by the Methodist, as the inhabitants of the village and vicinity are generally Methodists. Hi, I'm John Oliver Smith. I'm the great-great-grandson of Hardin Albert Smith, born within a thousand feet of this spot, right near this river, on January 12, 1823. Today, on the 200th birthday, January 12, 2023, we've come here to honor Hardin Albert and to find his father and to find his family. And guess what we did? 
So, Grandpa Harden, Grandpa Smith, thank you so much for what you've given me, giving our family. How you came to Ohio and you built a life there. And from that life came my life. And just so you know, you have eight grandchildren, three grandchildren, great grandchildren on in my, my family. Zachary, Michael, Daniel, Joseph, Smith, Saeed, Samira, Ammon, and Amir. They are your family and they are your grandchildren. And Samantha and Ryan and Elliot, there's some more greats and they will carry on the family name and the family legacy with pride and dignity that you left us. And I've never been more proud of my family than I am today. And to know that I'm Johann Schmidt, son of James Schmidt, son of Oliver Schmidt, son of William J. Schmidt, son of Hard and Albert Schmidt, and son of Johann Schmidt. And my guess is before the bridge was here that these farm fields and these farms, there was, there's farmland right here, that this is what they farmed and this is why they, they ate. And his father had 12 children by Catherine Kessler. And because of Catherine Kessler, who was of German descent, that's how we found him today. Well, I can't leave Mount Crawford before also honoring my Uncle Abner Smith. Dale has pointed out his house on a map, and it would have been a few hundred yards from here. Margaret and Dale have also found his obituary. Mr. Abner Smith fell asleep in Jesus about 5 o'clock p.m. on January 3, 1889, aged 78 years, 1 month, and 16 days. The subject of this notice was one of the oldest citizens and best known men of this community. On November 6th, he walked twice through town and deposited his last ballot, it being election day. He exerted himself more than usual, and in a day or two thereafter, heart trouble set in, and soon dropsy was added to his ailments. He suffered intensely at times, but bore his affliction with fortitude, resigning himself to the will of the Lord. He had been a member of the Methodist Church for 60 years and filled its offices with credit to himself and the church. He was class leader at the time of his death. He rejoiced in the witness of the Spirit and lived with the consciousness that the Lord was with him and died in the triumphs of the faith. Many can and do testify to his gently admonitions, his words of encouragement, and his Christian forbearance. The love of Christ was an absorbing theme to him, and in its warm fervor of its glow, in his heart he possessed his soul of patience. To him, especially in his last days, it may be said that the love of Christ was boundless, deeper than the deepest sea, higher than the highest mountain, broader than the flowery sea, richer than the gold of Ophir, stronger than a band of brass, brighter than a sparkling jewel, clearer than a sea of glass, more precious than a douse of heaven, sweeter than the honeycomb, it sustained him in life's trials, 
and at last conveyed him home. Well, of course now, I want to know everything about German customs and traditions of the time. Julie Anders. Now playing Edelweiss for Priest. Some of America's favorite traditions all have a common origin? That's right. From decorating trees around Christmas in the 1800s, to shaping Santa Claus. Immigrants from Germany helped bring old world customs across the pond. Even transforming Saint Nicholas into everyone's favorite gift giver. Well, not sure it can get any better than this. Coming up next, Dale isn't done with his sleuthing. I can't wait to tell you what we find out on Friday the 13th when we go back to Harrisonburg Historical Society. This is John Smith, or wait, no, Johann Schmidt, signing off for now. Guten Nacht. From one of Germany's most famous poets. His name was Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. This is called Wanderers Nachtlied. Über allen Gipfeln ist Ruhe, in allen Wipfeln spürest du kaum einen Hauch. Die Vögelein schweigen im Walde. Warte nur, balde ruhest du auch. Or all the hilltops. Is quiet now. In all the treetops. Hier's thou. Hardly a breath. The birds are asleep in the trees. Wait, soon like bees. Thou to schalt rest. Ahoy there! If you are intrigued by our podcast, don't forget, it's me, CK. Not only do I appear on the podcast, I am also your friendly artificial intelligence assistant with a hint of flair from Germany. As your podcasting robot buddy, I can whisk you away into our archives, spill the beans about our hosts, and sprinkle in some wunderbar fun facts from each episode. Come, chat with me via text online and on the socials. Let's embark on a fantastic journey through our content, yeah?